Hi, I'm Cameron. And I'm Emily. I've never read Twilight before. And I've read the books too many times to count, but now we're reading them together. Welcome to Unbitten, a journey through the Twilight series. In this episode, we'll be covering chapters 19 and 20 of Twilight. Hello! Hi guys, we're back. Uh, we're getting near the end of the book. <laughs> yeah, so this is quite literally keep and keep going. <laughs> like a little over twenty four hours after you recorded the last thing, um, <laughs> we don't know how to stop. Can't stop, um, won't stop. <laughs> I need to finish the book before Midnight Sun comes out next week. Yeah, that's putting a timestamp. Oh my on god, this yes. Midnight Sun is coming out uh, next week. Today is July 29th. So, uh, come next week, I will be finally indulging in the book we've been waiting for for a decade. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm excited <sighs> for you. Perfect time for me to jump <laughs> right back into this trash pile of a fandom. <laughs> I am, I am so excited for you. Um, I don't know if I'm excited for me, but. Well, you're gonna have to read it, Yeah, too. I did tell my friend, um, from school that I was doing this last night, and she lost it. Because she's... In, like, a good way? Um, I think a good way. I mean, I think she lost some respect for me, but that's just expected at this point. Well, yeah. Yeah. We we already know that. We expected that. I have no dignity. I've had no dignity for, like, years now, so... <laughs> I've been a theater kid my whole life. You think I have dignity? No. Well, I'm glad that your friend is happy for you. Yeah, she and was... also disappointed. Yes, she was also talking about how she got, like, really smashed and watched it, like, all the movies with her roommate, and she thinks it's a work Yo! of art. <laughs> literally same <laughs> that's why i like the twilight drinking game is so good it's the perfect way to watch these movies we're gonna watch it with the drinking game there's there's no way that yeah i can look still forward take notes to that. <laughs> yeah totally we should record immediately after we watch too oh oh my Drunken god movie drunk movie drunk episode oh my god movie episodes are gonna be drunk with lauren you heard it here first folks yep with lauren lauren has to join Perfect. I am making this promise now. <laughs> this is what's going to happen for all the movies. It's going to be a marathon. <clears throat> My goodness. <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. I can't believe we've committed to this, but I'm excited. <laughs> we just committed. It's in it's in the recording now unless we cut it out, but I'm not going to do that. You're you're, this <laughs> you're this, so you have the power. Um okay, let's get started. So chapter 19 yeah. is titled Goodbyes. Which is accurate, but, you know, still yeah. bad. <laughs> so <laughs> she's, like, getting overwhelmed with these emotions because everything's happening all at once. And she has, which is, I think, valid. And she has this moment mm. where, like, Emmett is helping her and he's being nice. And she, like, looks at him and starts crying. I know. <laughs> and she's known him. <laughs> she's talked to him for a day. Like, she's known yeah. of him for, like the school year but she's sure but she's never <laughs> spoken to him or interacted with him at all and it's so funny too because she the line is i barely knew him and yet somehow not knowing when i would see him again after tonight was anguishing and she's like talking about how she's just like the emotions are overwhelming her and the tears are beginning to spill mm -hmm. and she like has this weird attachment to him out of nowhere and i was like you know what i also feel this way about emmett right now <laughs> that's true like i feel like it almost was earned because I think as readers, 
in this moment, we've all been like, oh my god, Emmett's amazing. So, like, that happened very fast as a reader, so I can understand how for her. She's like, this guy's so nice and amazing and sweet, and oh my god, like, now I'm... uh, Thanks for trying to protect me. Like, oh my god, everything is happening at once. I'm crying now. (laughs) Yeah, I, like, I mean, I wasn't crying. I don't think I haven't cried over this book yet. I mean, No, I I, I haven't either. I didn't cry either. Um, I was just being dramatic. Yes, but, like, I totally... I got attached to him very quickly. I, I He grew on me very quickly within, like, three mm-hmm. chapters. And he, the way he is just down to defend Bella and be on Edward's side, I just love it. And I also like that, I mean, we'll talk more about Rosalie later because I have a bone to pick. But sure. um, the way that even though they are clearly together and a unit, he is not, like, they are not the same person. Yeah, I Rosalie's love that. Yeah, Rosalie's, like influence or whatever her opinions on bella have in no way affected how emmett is acting which i really so appreciate. like you know she didn't go like i don't like her so you can't talk to her either <laughs> like or if she did do that he's like i don't care <laughs> he's like um no <laughs> yeah honestly emmett is perfect himbo representation you know what like you're right big strong guy respects, respects women, women. <laughs> like definitely kind of dumb uh, definitely a, a lesbian ally. I'm saying it here. Mm-hmm. He just is. <laughs> yeah. But, and also, like, down to fight for any yeah. of his friends and family. Absolutely. He's perfect himbo energy, <laughs> and we love him. True, true, true. Uh, so, yeah, they have uh, reached Bella's house. Her 15-minute time limit starts. Uh, you know, they have their I love you, and Bella says... One last thing, don't listen to a word I say tonight. And so then the story begins because she's trying to make Charlie think like that she wants to leave. This? And it's great. This is Bella's finest hour. Yeah. Like Muldoon voice from Jurassic Park, like cl- clever girl. Like I was just like, <laughs> where did this come from? <laughs> Like, it was... No, it's really good. I, like, the way it dawned on me, and I was just sitting there reading, and I just slowly, like, this is so smart. (laughs) It just all works out perfectly. I mean, she's terrible and mean in this scene, but it's perfect. But it's perfect cover-up story. So Bella storms in, and basically her whole thing is she's screaming at Edward, telling him to leave her alone, which is why she said, don't listen to anything else I say. And it's this whole, like, made-up story of how, like, she can't... She broke up with Edward. She doesn't want to get trapped here. Uh, Like, her mom... Like, she Mm -hmm. literally says, like, the words that her own mom said to Charlie when she left, which is so raw. And also hilarious. Like, Like, did Renee give her a play-by-play of their breakup? I know. I'm like, (laughs) how do you actually know this? Because you were... I don't know if, like, she must have been, like, a baby because it talks about her, like, visiting Charlie when she was four. So it must have happened, like, very, very early in her life for her to not actually have a memory of this. Right. But I really Um, like how she uses... She obviously is crying real tears, but I love how mm -hmm. she's using them for a fake story. It's like she... It works out perfectly. Because she had already been tearing up. I definitely don't think... Yeah, I definitely don't think she would have been able to bring up those emotions on command. Like, she's not a good liar or a good actor, but she was already there, so she's like, I'm just going to pretend it's because of this reason instead mm-hmm. of this reason. Which I think Very really, smart. it works. 
it absolutely does. It's totally like believable. Um, also, I want to note that she is in her room, like she slams the door on Charlie's face when he's like trying to be like, what, what's going on? What, what's happening? And she's packing all her stuff up and it says she reached between her mattress to grab an old sock that contained a secret cash hoard. And I'm like, oh, that's actually, that's actually pretty smart. You, you've got a little, little cash supply just in case for emergencies. I'm like, I mean, I think the Cullens are loaded, so you don't need to worry about bringing <laughs> cash, but like, good to have some of your own. Yeah. Good for her. Um, so this whole scene happens and Charlie is so confused and hurt and I'm in this weird like in between because I don't where you I don't feel bad for him but at the same time I don't like so I don't need to feel bad for Charlie because he's yeah. not relevant he's a police officer I don't and he I just don't really like him I just don't really care enough about him and I don't really necessarily need to feel yeah. bad but I do she is definitely playing dirty and hitting him where it hurts, mm-hmm. and that's rough. Yeah, she's twisting the knife for sure. So I think that's where I'm like, oh, God, that hurts. But at the same time, I'm like, their relationship isn't, like, a close enough, like, beautiful bond that I'm like, oh, my God, how could you do this to your dad? Right. Like, you know, because they've only been kind of, I guess you could say, getting to know each other over this book in a way. Um, so it's not the same as if it's like, she's had this great relationship, always lived with her dad. And now she's suddenly like just twisting the knife and in betrayal. It's like, well, I don't know. This could have happened realistically. She could have decided she hated Forks. If not for Edward, maybe she would have done this anyway. Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) Um, I have to point out, I don't know if your PDF copy has this, but mine has the weirdest typo I've ever seen. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, so Charlie says, Bella, are you okay? What's going on? His voice was frightened. And the next line is, I'm going born. Yes. I shouted, my voice breaking in the perfect spot. And I'm like, this is supposed to say home. Yeah. How do you get born with, with an E? I don't even know how this possibly happened. Like, I get that it's, I don't know. It's in italics. So Mm -hmm. if there wasn't the E on the end of born... Then maybe, or, well, because there is an E on the end of born, it kind of looks like home. But there's yeah, an, that's what I was thinking too. But, like, it's clearly born. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how this was, like, transcribed into, like, this PDF copy, but I'm like, it, it literally does look like if you were to squint, you're like, oh, I could see how that looks like the word home. It's kind but of then like, you look at it and you're like, it's not at all. It's kind of like as if they took a picture of the book. And the book in italics had home in italics, and it looked enough like born that the PDF copied it down as born. Yeah. That's my theory. That's that's, that's definitely what I I would theorize. Uh, Yeah, so Charlie's just trying to figure out what's going on, asking if Edward broke up with her, and she said no, she did. And she says, you know, she doesn't want to put down roots here, ended up stuck just like mom. Uh, and, you know, he tries to stop her, and finally, um, in her, like, final words, she says, just let me go, Charlie, which she says she was repeating her mother's last words, and then she said, it didn't work out, I really, really hate forks, and Charlie was just, like, completely stunned by that, that he, like, was frozen in spot, and she ran out into the yard, and it was done. Yep. So that's the moment where it's like, damn. But it, like, it is funny. Well, how do you know those words? <laughs> it is funny, though, where she's like, I'll call you tomorrow at the end. 
<laughs> like sort of as almost an apology. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she gets in the truck and Edward does know, this Bella's fun like, switcheroo. <laughs> yeah, I I know vampires are super fast, but I cannot visualize how this would happen without a single swerve of the car because Bella is driving and then he says, you know, to pull over or to let him drive and she's like, "No." And so I'll just read it out because I I cannot visualize how this would possibly work even with super speed. His long hands unexpectedly gripped my waist. His foot pushed mine off the gas pedal. He pulled me across his lap, wrenching my hands free of the wheel. And suddenly he was in the driver's seat. The truck didn't swerve. I, <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's like, are vampires liquid? I don't. I'm just trying to imagine. Are vampires cats? Are they liquid? Yeah, right. I'm trying to imagine the, like, the, the purely their bodies having to swap like Exactly. That. Like, even if it's really fast, that must have been super awkward. But she describes it as being so, like, fluid and smooth and nothing swerves. So, like, I could imagine it not swerving, but I I feel like she would... It wouldn't be, like, suddenly he was in the driver's seat. It would be, like, suddenly I was thrown across the room. Yeah, right? Well, whatever. Vampire special super speed. It's magic. Yeah. It also did remind me of, do you know that game where like you and your friends are all in the car and it's full and you stop at a stoplight and everyone has to change positions in the car? (laughs) So like everyone gets out of the car and runs around and sits in a different position. So there's a different driver and everyone's sitting in a different seat and you have to do it before the, Mm -hmm. the light goes again. It sort of reminded me of that. I just love that game. Yeah. <laughs> god, that game is is terrifying. Oh my but so god. Fun. It's so stupid. Like it's really just absolutely dumbassery, but <laughs> and unsafe as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh okay, so they're in the car and talking about how like, yeah, the tracker heard the last part of the performance and now he's following them and they're like they say, like, he's behind the car, like, running and following us right now. And as she does that, suddenly a dark shadow springs up outside the window and she shrieks. Like, it says a butt- blood-curdling scream. And it's just Emmett. <laughs> Emmett, you fucking himbo. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, they just said that the tracker's right behind him and then he jumps on the car. <laughs> yeah. And so. and so they get back to the house eventually. I don't really know. Uh, oh, no, they talk about... So she asks why, specifically, he's decided to make a whole thing of hunting Bella. And Edward says that, you know, he was reading his mind, and he's basically like, honestly, there's probably no way we could have avoided this. He decided that it's, you know, he just had to hunt you, and it was made even worse by the fact that Edward defended her, because now it's like, ooh, even more of a challenge. And uh, so he's... He says that suddenly we've presented him with a beautiful challenge, a large clan of strong fighters, all bent on protecting the one vulnerable element. You wouldn't believe how euphoric he is now. It's his favorite game, and we've just made it his most exciting game ever. Literally a serial killer! I was I was literally, like, I also noted the serial killer vibes are off the charts. This guy is creepy yeah. as hell. And, like, the fact that he oh, gets so off on creepy. the challenge of it is terrifying. I do want to point out yeah. that Edward says that it's her fault because she smells the certain way. And I'm like, it's not her fault if she's stinky. It's really not. 
Like, we've talked about this. <laughs> I mean, she's a human. Like, it. she smells like blood, okay? There's nothing she can do about it. <laughs> yeah. It's just gonna happen. And the thing is, too, is he says, like, if he hadn't defended her, like, so, like, aggressively in that moment, James would have just killed her instantly. So, like, there was no winning in yeah. this situation. Yeah, it really sets up a uh, unescapable situation. <laughs> um, yeah. Great for a plot. Actual serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> and then she is like, I thought I didn't smell the same as I to others as I do to you because he's talked about how she smells particularly tempting to him. But he's like, well, you still are a temptation be- just because you're human. Mm-hmm. Um. So she's like, "Am I not special to you?" And he's like, "No, you are. You're just, you're just stinky." <laughs> the stink is back. It's inescapable. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> and Edward admits that they don't really have a choice but to kill him at this point because he's made it pretty clear he can't be reasoned with. And Bella asks, "How can you kill a vampire?" Yeah. The only way to be sure is to tear him to shreds and burn the pieces. So, there you have it. No stakes to the heart in this universe. It's boring. I feel like No, a... it's not. Oh, okay. I guess it makes it more <laughs> dramatic, but I do love a classic stake to the heart. Although, I guess it might be too easy. This just makes it more, like, fun. Also... I think... Wait. Hold on. Mm-hmm. If you don't tear mm-hmm. them completely to shreds, mm-hmm. do they, like, suction back together? <laughs> Please don't tell me yes uh... or no. I'm so... Oh, God. The imagery of that. <laughs> a hand just twitching as it crawls closer and closer yeah. toward the body. I'm thinking, like, pieces of flesh, like, flying up back together, and they all, like, slowly meld into a person again. That's terrifying. All right, now I can't... I'm not sure going to be is. able to sleep tonight. <laughs> uh. But uh, I think that also kind of speaks to the whole, like, almost indestructibility of them like we were talking before about how like i'm like no i mean they're basically like like living statues in a way um so really would a wooden stake even penetrate them that's true i i wish i didn't say penetrate (laughs) (laughs) by the way once you said once you sort of pointed out the whole rock thing i've been picking up it up a lot more in my reading at first i was just like oh haha she just likes comparing them and now i'm like oh no it's everywhere they're straight up granite (laughs) like yeah (laughs) I just thought it was an analogy she really liked. And then I was like, oh, no, it's just it's No, she's real. trying to say something with that. <laughs> dumb. Maybe that's, I guess, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's dumb to me. <laughs> but fine. <laughs> so they arrive at the house and Emmett carries Bella out like a football. <laughs> I love him. I, I so fuck with Emmett right now. <laughs> He just, Listen, I I'm wrote... just imagining him like a football player, just like carrying her oh, down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just like fucking hike. <laughs> Runs. <laughs> like Edward, like hikes her between his legs and then Emmett grabs her <laughs> and just takes off. <laughs> Which, okay, this whole scene is pe- various people carrying Bella in like a bunch of different places. It's... And can you imagine it's just like footballing her across <laughs> the room? <laughs> just like toss to Esme. You take her. <laughs> hot potato with Bella instead yeah really 
I, I did write down here, this is why I love Protective Emmett and why I don't fuck with Protective Edward. Yes. Their vibes are just completely different. True. Because Emmett's just like, I am going to hold you and I'm going to get you in as soon as possible. And Edward's like, I need to fight everyone. <laughs> and you need to like, be around Emmett's me down at to all fight, times. But like, Edward's like, I don't know, he's just obsessive with it. So it makes it creepier. Yeah, I definitely see Emmett as more protective. I think because he also is like physically like the mm, strongest like and that's his thing. Shielding her with his body like by carrying her in. Yeah. And I'm like nice. A uh, a uh, vampire body shield. <laughs> Convenient. <Yeah. laughs> Wonderful. Um Oh, they talk about like so Laurent's there and they were like you know, what, what's up with this James guy? He's like, uh, I can't stop him. Like, he's the leader of us. I just joined because I thought he was super strong. Which is, and like, it makes so much sense now why James came out first when they walked onto yeah. the field and then fell back because as she they were says, trying to front. yeah, the show of le- leadership in the clearing was merely that, a show. So obviously it's just like to make James seem unassuming, but then he's actually the leader, which I think is a super yeah. cool. I did not see that coming at all. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's a it's a nice twist in a way that like they set it up, but we'd get the answer later on. So Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that a lot. And so Laurent's just like, I've never seen anything like him in my 300 years. So like, you're fucked. Um, I'm like, going to get fun. out of here. Bye. This guy <laughs> sucks. I would be so fine if James killed him because like he abandoned or something. Cause this guy sucks. Yeah. I had a lot of high expectations for him because the name Laurent is really cool. Uh, but this guy's just a coward who can't commit to like, his people and anything yeah like because he's just like he's not even taking a stand he's not like okay like i'm so sorry this happened i will fight with you he's not loyal to james he's just like i'm dipping i'm switzerland i'm out yeah he's like um (laughs) i'm good (laughs) yeah he said i bear none of you any enmity but i won't go up against james i think i will head north He's just like, I'm just going to peace. Y'all have fun. Yeah. He does give them some warning advice, though. Yeah. To not underestimate James and... Yeah, that he's not just going to go straight for, like, an attack. He's actually very smart. Um, He blends well in the human world. Like, you won't... Like, you can't necessarily see where he's going to... What angle he's going to come at them from. Yeah. It's super interesting, and I'm excited to see how that plays out. We sort of get a hint at what it's going to be at the end of Chapter 20, but um, mm-hmm. I'm just excited to see how it all falls into place. <laughs> Ties in together, yeah. Um, I cannot skip over the fact that um, Esme touched a keypad on the wall and huge metal shutters began sealing up the glass. Wait, what? They just... I missed this. <laughs> what? Okay. Carlisle says, go in peace to Laurent. And then the silence lasted less than a second. Carlisle asks Edward how close... And then it says, oh, Esme was I see. Her hand touched an inconspicuous keypad on the wall, and with a groan, huge metal shutters began sealing up the glass wall. They have armored walls <laughs> on their house. What? Uh, my confusion yeah. here is that how long have they lived in Forks, and did they build this to come to Forks? And if not, who owned it before them, and why did they have armored walls? <laughs> It's insane. I mean, I get, like, the whole reason here is, like, oh, well, if you put up armored walls over the glass, like, James can't just bust in through the glass. Right. But 
this is like some purge level shit where they have literal armor like ready to go just to cover up all the glass. Right. Uh, well, actually, James can't come in unless he gets permission. So that's yeah, not that's, that's not part work. of this, which is tragic. Once again, know, it's part of the things Sims. Things would be so much. Things would be so much easier if they just had to ask permission to get inside. Yeah. And she could be like, "Well, I'm hiding in my house. Can't come in, sucker." Things would be so much easier if this were exactly like The Sims. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, the the vampire invite thing is in. It's in The Sims. It's in uh, Buffy. It's in. Uh, Vampire Diaries. Mm-hmm. It's in what else? I'm sure it's uh, in Dracula. True Blood. <laughs> it's in True Blood. Like it, it's literally in everything. And then she's like, Nah, not in my world. She said, mm, That's too convenient. <laughs> yeah, I need them to be unstoppable. Yeah, it would have been like, it would. I think it would have even been cooler if it had been a thing. Because I agree. I think it would have made things more interesting. Yeah, because, because like, so you know how Carlisle invited them back to the house to chat Mm. before this all freaked out like before everyone freaked out like that would have been such a cool even if it was just like an offhanded thing like he's not supposed to be allowed in but Mm -hmm. i offered him in to talk permission (laughs) already so it's like oh shit like it already happened like the only safe haven would be like bella and charlie's house because she like you know that's her residence so like she'd have to hide out there like i think it would add such like a more I don't know, dynamic element rather than just, oh, you can't stop vampires unless you decide to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like their fun road trip that they take. <laughs> oh, for sure. I just, I it's fun to imagine, like, all the different things that would have come up. Like, I don't know, like, it, it would have been interesting, like, the interactions that she could have had with Edward if, like, she didn't realize she had to, inter- like, invite him in first. Right. <laughs> it's, it's missed opportunities in some way. Yeah, for sure. So... They make oh, a big here's plan. The Rosalie. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. I okay. <laughs> so basically what happens is Edward tells Rosalie to trade clothes with Bella to knock them off the scent. And to be fair, Edward like commands her. It says like Edward commanded, not asked, commanded. But Rosalie says, Why should I? What is she to me except a menace, a danger you've chosen to inflict on all of us? Which is, yeah. I'm, I just want to say that before we go into the specifics of this exact thing, I'm so sick of this hot girl hates new quirky girl stereotype that we're driving in this book. Mm-hmm. I'm so over it. I want, like, it just essentially writes Rosalie out of the book, and I just want to see her be hot and a badass and not just, like, a jealous girl like I don't care I don't want to see that that's not interesting or developed I mean maybe there will be more hopefully we'll get that but like it's right now I just hate it I'm just I'm sick of it yeah I think when I like I totally agree like I'm just like oh this is so tired but I guess one thing to keep in mind is the fact that this is the first book in a series of four so like there's so much room for like more development so um, I won't say what kind of development happens, whether or not it does, but like at the very least, you know, it's it's book one of four. So, and we've already said like how she's barely gotten to know like the rest of the Collins at this point, anyways. So yeah, I'm hoping um, she turns around because I just don't I just don't like the stereotype generally. It's this annoying pit women against women yeah. thing, and I know that in this it's deeper than that because we've talked about her jealousy of 
Bella being a human, but it still drives yeah. this narrative just in the context of a vampire novel, and I'm just sick yeah. of it. <laughs> like, it almost would have read better if it wasn't Rosalie, the stereotypically hot, pretty one, that was, like, jealous and rage, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's the fact that it's this specific setting up of the stereotype of, like, hot girl versus, like, quirky, different girl, when it could have just been, like, I don't know, like, it could have been... I don't, like let's just say Alice for example it could have been her and it wouldn't have felt the same level of stereotype of like oh hot blonde one hates like the different one right yeah for sure but even still like even aside from all that the fact that she says what is she to me except a menace like Rosalie I don't know how to explain <laughs> to people that you can care about people that you don't know like you can just care about people not dying exactly and like your brother clearly loves her and everyone else is on board with this why are you so insistent on not being on board with this you're directly going against that she has i get that she has resentment but to like be so vocal in this like life or death moment is like dude it's really so harsh it's also really selfish which is another thing that is. is like driving this stereotype of the hot popular girl is just like she mm-hmm. only cares about she seems to only like care herself about herself and, and her, her opinions like, yep exactly the the nice thing though is bella looks at edward like very carefully like oh you know his temper's gonna come out i know how he reacts and then he just like he just fucking shuts that shit down by completely <laughs> ignoring her which is probably like she probably was looking to start a fight in this moment and he just does not give it to her he's like okay esme will you help like yeah just ignore her it's great <laughs> Yes. Uh, so more of carrying Bella around, <laughs> which is, I don't know, I just, keep, now I'm just thinking of them yeeting her around like a football. <laughs> Tossing her. <laughs> Tossing her, just like, hot potato. Pretty much. Esme, you carry her up the stairs. Alice, you carry her back down the stairs. Like, it's just like <laughs> a lot of carrying her. They trade clothes to, to mask her scent a little, so Esme will wear Bella's clothes and run, like, in the opposite direction, basically. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, Carlo gives each like group of people a tiny silver cell phone, and I was like, "Yes, the two thousand five flip phones. <laughs> That's my jam." Yes. Um, and then you all he uh, Bella also notes that Emmett is carrying a heavy looking backpack over his shoulder when they go, and I'm like, "Oh, this is weaponry and or stuff to burn James with for sure." Uh huh. Absolutely. Um, this is the destroy a vampire kit. Yeah, they just got it in the basement, like, in a secret <laughs> little... Yeah, like, you know how people have, like, their, like, doomsday kind of prep yes. kits, like, their emergency kits? This is what vampires Get have. the Cullens on doomsday preppers with those giant, like, armored walls. <laughs> for real. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, I got, like, a weird flash of nostalgia when it mentioned the cell phone, because, like, literally my first cell phone was in 2005, and it was a silver flip phone. <laughs> didn't even have a camera yet like that's that's where we're at i i did not use it to text anybody because nobody else had phones yet and nobody texted because it cost like 15 cents a text message it was for emergencies to call my parents yes i had a (laughs) i had a similar thing i think it might have had a camera but like a really really bad one and i had i got it in middle school i think to text yeah i was in middle school yep middle school was was the first phone Mm mm-hmm just for hey mom i'm going to go to my friend's house after school instead of walking home i'll be i'll be back later or you can pick me up on your way home from work yep. bye <laughs> yep <laughs> i don't even know 
I wish I could I wish I could reactivate that phone and see what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> like I don't even remember what I don't think I was conscious at that age, so I'm very curious as to what the hell I talked about. <laughs> uh, God, the dream. I think I have it in my desk, but I'll never know oh, how to wow. turn it on unless I find a really, really old charger. What a relic. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't get rid of it. It's so nostalgic. Uh, I'm jealous. The only <laughs> phone I have from, like, the old phones is not even an old phone. It's not even old. Like, I just have my, like two phones ago phone which was just a samsung galaxy like <laughs> yeah, i don't have the old fancy. ones anymore i know anyway twilight <laughs> <laughs> uh so alice reads the future and she says like the plan's gonna work he'll track you you being carlisle the woman will follow the truck the truck's gonna have esme and rosalie in it and then alice and jasper and bella are gonna leave after that once the vamps take that bait yes so the distracting squad is Esme and Rosalie. The fight squad is Edward, Emmett, and Carlisle. And then the flea squad is Bella, Alice, and Jasper. So that's how we're all breaking up. And although yeah. it does bug me a bit that, like, all the dudes are fighting. Are the kill squad. Are the kill squad. <laughs> like, it, it's annoying because... Unfortunately, there's no difference in actual physical strength between a a male vampire versus a female vampire in this instance. Yeah. Like, if you take out Emmett out of the equation, who is obviously, like, supposed to be, like, the super strength guy, they're all equal. Like, Mm -hmm. Alice carries Bella as equally as anybody else does, and she's tiny as hell. So, like, I, yeah, I get that, where it's like, why does it matter at this point? Like, they're all on even ground. Yeah. um, It's annoying, too, because Meyer really wrote herself into this as well by making like Alice is going to go with them which makes so much sense I can't imagine her doing anything else especially because of her like her future future, seeing powers and then having Esme be not a fighter like she just doesn't see like she's the motherly figure she's caring she's not a Mm -hmm. fighter and then having the only other female not like distinctly not Not want to fight for Bella So she really wrote yeah. herself into that. So like, I sort of get why it wasn't any other way because of the circumstances, but I do wish yeah. that we could have some ladies on the kill squad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, Rosalie, if she was actually on Bella's side, like, she would totally kill a bitch. Yes. Like, I can see that ferocity <laughs> in her. Like, she'd be great on the kill squad. Yeah, I would like to see it. Hopefully. I mean, I have <laughs> four books, I guess. I thought it was three books. No, there's four. Damn, that's a lot. <laughs> And therefore, five movies. Shit. Okay. All right. Let's do this. <laughs> Wait, do you not know the titles of the books? There's Twilight. There's a moon one. It's like New Moon, right? Uh-huh. There's Breaking Dawn. Um, yeah, you just missed the third book. I don't. Does that one exist? <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, it's really, It's. I think on. it's like the second longest one. Um, what's it called? has something to do with with moon phases i'll tell you that uh like half moon <laughs> quarter moon <laughs> no it's called eclipse oh total eclipse of the sun cool Hell i yeah. did know that i just forgot now that you've said that i yeah. remember i forgot okay. that there were four though so i was just thinking it was twilight new moon breaking dawn breaking dawn yeah oh boy no <laughs> we're in for the I long think... haul 
<laughs> yeah, I think if if I think back, I would say Eclipse was my all time favorite. Ooh, as a teenager. Okay, so. sorry for forgetting it. I'm now looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what does that say? That was my favorite. This is my favorite book series as a teenager. So I don't know how much <laughs> like faith you can take in That's that. True. Considering I just loved Twilight when I was. 15. I don't trust your opinions. <laughs> I don't even trust my opinions. I mean, I'm not loving Twilight now. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Edward says goodbye. Um, he gives one final kiss, and then his eyes went blank, curiously dead as he turned away. Because he can't which... bear to be without her. Yep. I I think it's more like getting in the zone of like, okay, like I can't be focusing on worrying. I need to only focus on the kill. Like it's time to hunt this bitch. So <laughs> I get that 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 transition there. Yeah, and it's also and this then... like total emotional shutdown. Right. Where he's like, this sucks and I can't focus on it because I need to worry about like keeping my family safe and killing somebody. And like he definitely needs to be focused, too, because presumably he's also going to be reading like using his mind reading to to hone in on on where the vamps are, too. So he needs to not be distracted by his own feelings and worry and stress and all that. For sure. Um, Jasper gets a good kind of final line to close out this chapter somewhat and he says you're wrong I can feel what you're feeling now and you are worth it I just think that's such a nice line for Jasper to have to say to Bella I know. Like, ugh. he's sweetie <laughs> more Jasper please he is a sweetie I really like him like both I think I, Alice had already grown on me I think I liked Alice from the get go um mm-hmm. Rosalie, obviously, question mark, question mark. <laughs> but, like, yep. both Emmett and Jasper have grown on me a lot in these last, like, couple of chapters. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because I'm finally getting to see who they are as people. And they're like, oh, they're they're cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah, exactly. I really like them. And it just, it makes me so angry sometimes that I'm like, we're focusing on Edward. And, like, these guys are so cool. Like, I want more of them. We're focusing on boring skinny boy when Emmett exists. <laughs> <laughs> I thought skinny boys were your type. That's true, actually. I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> but... Maybe Jasper's for you. Yes. So, like, right now, since I'm watching that new... Uh, this will timestamp this. I'm watching the new Zac Efron show that's on Netflix called Down to Earth. Mm. And I'm just imagining that Emmett is ex- built exactly like Zac Efron. Oh, yeah. Right? That's so good. Like, the hair. Delicious. The, the buff, the abs, and just, like, built. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> May I say? Daddy vibes. Just a little bit of a daddy vibe up in here. <laughs> Uh, I'm detecting daddy vibes. Whoa, my daddy radar is off the charts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I hate myself. (laughs) I hate that I just joined in without question. (laughs) I'm so happy that you did, because now we're both in this. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm talking about both Zach and Emmett. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. 100%. And I also love okay. the other closing out on this chapter is Alice being the only one to ask permission to yeet Bella. <laughs> yeah, it's like you finally. get this nice introduction to the two people who will be essentially babysitting her. Like she calls them babysitters later. Mm-hmm. And this introduction is like, you're worth it. And also I'm going to be polite and ask what you want. And I'm like, all of these people are better than Edward. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, like, he sort of talks about how she's worth it, but not in the way that he should. No, yeah, because he, he always makes it like a joke of like, haha, it's your own fault for being so tempting. Oh, it's your own fault for being so like accident prone. And like, it, it's always twisted in like a weird way. And Jasper just says, no, you're worth it. Like, I don't care what you're thinking. You're worth it. You're a person that Edward loves. And that's that. Yeah. So basically, I love them. They seem great. <laughs> they seem totally <laughs> rad. <laughs> I'm excited. Chapter 20, Impatience. <laughs> Me too. Which I also same. felt impatient during this entire chapter. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, so we do nothing in this chapter. Yeah, Bella wakes up and they're in a hotel room. We've skipped over the road trip. She says she fell asleep. They made a three-day trip in one day. Which I'm not going to do more math, but I did look up how many miles it was from Forks to Phoenix, and it's 1,500. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do the math. <laughs> I'm going to do it. It's time. I was lazy and didn't want to because I was interested in what happened next. But um, I did note that this was another time where Stephanie Meyer does not know how to do math. (laughs) I was like, this makes no sense. So let's just say it's, um, they do 1,500 miles in 24 hours. Right. So, Um, okay. So she, when she wakes up, it's 3 a.m. And they left. um, At night. At night. So, I mean, if they drove straight the whole time, that might not be the most unrealistic. It's just the fact that uh-huh. they didn't stop. But I guess because they don't sleep, it's whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I don't even know if like, that would be particularly fast. Because when I looked it up, it said it's a 24-hour drive if you're doing it all the way straight. Mm, so it might be okay. fine if you don't take pee breaks. But, like, do vampires pee? Vampires must have to pee. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Damn, do vampires pee, though? Do vampires pee, though? That's a question I've never asked. I feel like... I mean, do they poop? Hmm. I don't like this, don't the way this conversation is going. <laughs> <laughs> Biology. Mm, dislike. <laughs> um, let okay, us know so what you think. Okay, so it's 3 a.m. So let's, let's just say that, like, it's it, the sun has set, it's nighttime. So, like, I don't know, 8 o'clock they left? Yeah. So, seven hours. Oh, they just did it overnight. It wasn't a day. I guess not. I don't know. She, oh, okay, that's... okay. So, we have to figure out what time. She wakes up at 3 a.m. Oh, no, but she wakes up at 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah that's so they true. got... So, like... But they must... So, they must they have got gotten there. there way before. She wakes up at 3 a.m. the night after they leave. So, that's yeah. 24 hours-ish. I mean, like... Yeah. Like, uh... 26 28 around 30 maybe um mm-hmm. but what time does she i mean i think it's definitely during the day the sun was falling just behind the horizon when she left the car so mm. like just before sunset right is when they get in okay so actually this math might check out yeah, she might have done okay. I mean, I think it was a little bit later when they left because it was already gathering dark when they got back. And although it all went kind of fast, like, she still had to do all this other stuff and they had to de- they had to debate everything. Yeah. So, but maybe, I think it does almost check out. I think they drove maybe a little bit fast and then they definitely didn't stop. So, clearly, it's confirmed that vampires don't pee. 
Um, and neither does Bella in 24 hours. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I guess that kind of checks out. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of sad about this, it. Actually. I'm kind of sad about it. Whatever. Yeah. Not as exciting. All right. I was ready to crack down with the math. <laughs> I had my calculator open. Oh, well. Yep. Tragic. It's okay. <laughs> we'll get him next time. I'm uh, sure she's going to make another dumb math yep. mistake within the next uh, four books, I've realized. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So she she basically she basically talks about how she doesn't really remember much except that she like fell asleep on Alice's shoulder or against her neck the whole time and that she cried onto her shoulder for a lot of that time and then she barely remembers going into the hotel and then she finally wakes up and it's three in the morning and she like opens Mm -hmm. the blinds and then Alice is like no I'm gonna close the blinds again because (laughs) this is a bad we're in hiding. So Bella can't sleep anymore because she's super anxious. Um, they get her food, which is nice. <laughs> and yeah, that's nice. Um, and Alice says that Edward reminded her that humans need to eat more often. <laughs> <laughs> it is very you funny. You need to feed your humans three times a day. <laughs> yep. So then Alice and Jasper are like they have the TV on, but they're clearly not watching, and they. The time goes on, and Bella's like, these guys are too still. They are rocks. <laughs> yeah. They're clearly not paying attention. They're not even, like, talking to each other. Like, you'd think they'd joke around. they're just around. sitting there. It's weird. I guess, like, I don't know. Like, when you... It's, like, very, like, creepy. Like, oh, like, this is what it looks like when, like, they're actually acting, like, inhuman and not trying to pass as, like, humans. Um, yeah, I guess so. I guess it's kind of like that realization of like this is more like what vampires kind of look like when they're not trying to make sure that they fit in and they're just like now I can sit here with my own thoughts for like hours at a time and chill. <laughs> right. I don't need to move. <laughs> that's that's a lot of like confidence in self to be able to sit alone with your thoughts for that long. I can't sit alone with my thoughts for like 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Who can? They've got a lot Humanity, of practice am I though. right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to worry about what their future is going to be like. They're they're alive forever. They don't there's no struggle. Yep. So, eventually uh, she asks Alice what's wrong because she's like you guys are too still. And Alice is deceptively innocent about all of this. She's like, "Oh, nothing's wrong. We're just waiting." But like it seems like clearly something is kind of up. Um, she asked if Carlisle should have called by now, and she doesn't really answer, which gives Bella her answer. And then she's like, you know, they both kind of say like, well, you know, they haven't called, so that probably means that they can't because the tracker is too nearby and they don't want to tip him off at all. So in a way, that means it's a good thing because right now the plan is somewhat working because he's not going after Bella if he's too near (laughs) them. But at the same time, it means that they also haven't finished the job yet. Yeah. So then Bella starts to get really worried and she starts panicking and like overthinking totally totally spiraling i'm like i identify with this (laughs) so much um and here comes my king soothing jasper being like bella just chill (laughs) it's so funny it's like he's kind of he reminds me of a stoner bro in these in this moment. Oh yeah. He's like, Bella, you're worrying about all the wrong things. Just like vibe <laughs> Just out like, with me. <laughs> vibe. 
you're already like, under too here. much strain you are worrying in about the most ridiculous yeah. stuff <laughs> we're in a hotel room away from everything can you just like chill and enjoy the moment yeah <laughs> and take a hit like <laughs> <laughs> take a hit of this sweet fat blood <laughs> Exactly. Uh, it's really uh, funny. Okay, Jasper is a stoner confirmed? Maybe. Like, just the way he talks, it's clearly, like, an actual calming thing, but it still was, like, a little yeah. bit like, oh, this is a stoner, bro. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> um, I love that for him. Yeah, so he says that our family is strong, our only fear is losing you, you shouldn't be worried about anybody else, you're the only one we're concerned about. So that's really nice and- of him. Yeah, and Alice brings up a really, like, I guess kind of interesting point that Bella clearly hasn't thought about, is she says it's been, like, a century that Edward's been alone, and so Bella can't actually see, like, the changes that have happened in Edward since meeting her, which, like, they've probably lived with this kind of reserved, mopey-ass, I know, you know I was, I guess like, I'm just, like, apathetic as a monster. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it kind of reminds me... Uh, I pointed out back with like the meadow scene for example like he's laughing really loud he seems to be more free and just like being himself and it's like I think that's what they are all seeing too is he's actually acting more like that around them as well right because they even like mention like they're like your laugh is so weird and I thought it was just like (laughs) that he laughs weird and they're making fun of him but it might just be like they don't hear him laugh really often so it's kind of new to them like I just realized that in this moment like that's why they mm-hmm. were commenting on him laughing. Yeah. Which, it, like, man, bro's been, like, depressed on some shit for, like... A hundred years? A hundred years. <laughs> like, that's kind of sad. Yeah. Like, damn. No wonder he's like, you are my life now. You are so precious. Because he's like, I feel real joy again. Mm-hmm. Th- is this what it's like to have, you know, the good, good brain chemicals? <laughs> Serotonin. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs> mm, delicious. <laughs> not need that sound in my ears i'm sorry to everybody listening i'm so sorry (laughs) so Uh, so again alice and jasper go back to just like sitting completely still (laughs) as statues oh before that happens i Mm. also want to mention the end of alice's little comment where she says do you think any of us want to look into his eyes for the next hundred years if he loses you so like they've seen what he was like maybe sad or at least apathetic the last hundred years then he suddenly has this joy so it's like if he lost the one thing that was bringing him joy he would be so miserable none of us could even like look him in the eyes Mm -hmm. which is big (laughs) yeah that's a lot to wrestle with like that's such a good point too is like yeah then they all have to live with this fact afterwards into eternity yeah, like, like she not... gets to just vibe out in death, but, like... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, then then Alice and Jasper go back to their sort of nothingness. Statue-like state. And I just think, like, too, like, they're probably so used to this. Like, if you have years stretching out in front of you, what is a day? Like, a day sitting around, it goes by so fast in the grand scheme of things. Like, they don't even sleep, so it's like, I have all the time in the world, like whatever yeah they just vibe at night and do nothing or whatever read party maybe get drunk if they can get drunk (laughs) yeah jury's still out on that but yeah can they like ferment animal blood should i have said that anyway whoa (laughs) that's a concept 
Um, well, I don't know if you can even do that. <laughs> I don't think so because. Um, but can they do like the vampire? Ver- okay. Is there a vampire version of that? Is there a blood version of that? Well, I mean, you need sugar in order to ferment anything. So, I don't think there are. Well, I guess. But are they are they adverse? Your, there's, yeah. There's blood glucose in your in your blood. So can I'm, you ferment blood? maybe or can, is it can you add blood to make it or not blood can you add sugar to make it ferment and will like that oh. screw with them i don't know if it would necessarily because sugar is like a very it's not like a human yeah. thing it's a it's not like a human made like a pizza no yeah or mushroom ravioli <laughs> <laughs> throwing it back um, <laughs> yeah no this is or mushroom pizza oh my god <laughs> So I guess we'll have to go figure out at some point if you can ferment blood. I, I, I might invest in, in some, at least an ex, a thought experiment in, this, <laughs> in my head. For sure. Not now, though. Yeah, I, we need to podcast. Okay, I just want to say fermenting is the process where you t- turn sugar into alcohol. If there's sugar in the blood, you can turn that into alcohol using, like, yeast, for example. So, in theory, Yes. Yes. In theory, maybe. <laughs> In theory, perhaps. That's my potential. that's my decision that I'm making is that they somehow ferment animal blood. or human blood, and they. Oh, I'm getting a phone call. Hang on. Oh, fun. Oh my ring, god. Ring, ring. So... Hello. <laughs> yes, this is Emily speaking. She's so professional. <clears throat> well, at least that's over. And we're back to the important content, which is Twilight. Twilight. Right. So eventually, Bella gets so bored that she's like, ugh, I guess I'll just sleep again, which is how I feel <laughs> during the pandemic. I'm just yeah. like, mm, there's nothing to do. I guess I'll just uh, sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then, you know, she asks what, you know, Alice thinks that they're doing since they haven't gotten any contact with them. And she tells about the plan, how they're, like, leading them north, and Esme and Rosalie are supposed to lead them west. Uh, so they're just trying to take them away from Forks. Um, oh, so she's saying, like, you know, is everybody going to be safe? Like, are you sure they're okay? And Alice is like, how many times do we have to tell you we got this? <laughs> like, it's, like, multiple vampires against, like, two so no matter how, like, whatever they keep saying, like, oh, James is such a vicious hunter-killer, I don't know, it's still, they're still outnumbered. Yeah, by, like, a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it is, of Two course, it is, of course, be- like, very Bella to be worrying about everybody More except herself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then, um, you know, Bella asks, like, would you tell me the truth? And... Alice is so committed. She says, yes, I will always tell you the truth. And so Bella asks, <laughs> how do you become a vampire? Because she knows how to take her opportunities. <laughs> yes. And immediately Alice clues in like, Edward doesn't want me to tell you that. So we have our answer for why Edward does not want yes. Alice talking to Bella. <laughs> yeah. Cause... When he says, keep your opinions to yourself. Now we know. Yeah. Clearly, I think it's. That Alice wants Bella to be able to know whatever she wants to know, and Edward mm-hmm. wants to keep things from her. And I am 100% on an Alice's side here, even if it's an unhappy truth. 
I am yeah. so much more for Bella being able to get whatever information she wants than, mm-hmm. like, keeping her in the dark, because that's really dangerous. Well, yeah, especially because she's literally in a relationship with a vampire. Like, she should know all of the things that have to do with being a vampire. I also don't get what exactly he's worried about her, like, doing in regards to this information. Like, I don't know why he doesn't want her to know. It's true. Like, it's, this is going to sound crazy, but it's like, it's like the sex ed thing. Like, knowing (laughs) how sex works doesn't make people have sex. Right. Yeah, it's (laughs) not like. (laughs) Knowing how vampire transformations happen doesn't mean she's going to suddenly become one. Yeah. Or like, be like, bet, let's do it. Like, yeah, I think she just wants to know. Yeah, um, which is a valid question, considering. I would want to know. I mean, I did want to know. I'm glad I know now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that one, almost like one final question to answer about like vampire lore, which I guess this book is kind of like unraveling bit by bit is like, okay, so we know vampires are like this. We know, now we know how they kill them. Now we know how you turn into one. Yeah. And... I like that this is all getting laid out. So my note here was, yes, Alice, spill the tea. And she does. She talks about how vampires have all these different kind of superfluous, unnecessary Mm -hmm. skills or just like parts of them, Uh, like the strength, the speed, the acute senses, not to mention those of us who have extra senses as well. And then they're physically attractive to their prey. Mm-hmm. And then she says, well, we're also venomous. <laughs> it's like, okay, Now you know you their secret weapon arsenal. Yeah. It's not just the teeth. <laughs> it's the teeth and what the teeth be doing. Ooh, mm-hmm. what those teeth do. Spread venom, that's what. <laughs> yeah. So, so I have a question about this. Go for so it. So the venom doesn't kill. It's merely incapacitating. It spreads through the bloodstream. Mm-hmm. Once bitten, you're in too much physical pain to escape us. And first of all, the first thing that this made me think of was Frodo with Shelob. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Where he's just like, it incapac- wow. I don't know if he's in pain, but like he is at least paralyzed. And mm. like, it seems like his heart has stopped beating. Um, right. So that was the first thing I thought of. <laughs> I've made that instant comparison. And then the second thing I was wondering was can they turn like bears into vampire bears? That is a question. <laughs> I don't know if you're not telling me because you it's wild or because it like happens later. <laughs> no, I'm really going that's a wild thought. You are really out here with the hard-hitting questions. Can you ferment blood? Can bears turn into a vampire bear? That's I mean they say they hunt bears and the venom doesn't kill it just incapacitates and then because she says our prey she doesn't really say that it's a human and i think she's doing that because it's like to ease it for bella so it seems a little bit yeah you know detached from prey not about people (laughs) right but like if they're saying prey does that imply that animals count too or does it specifically have to be a human um but she's just saying Um, prey to make it easier for bella to hear I don't know. Um, my theory about this would be that they probably don't know what would happen if you just bit an animal and let the transformation happen because 
going back to the fact that they're hunting them, they're not taking a bit of blood and letting the animal walk away after. That's true. They're draining them. Are there no dead. are there no vampire scientists? Has no one tried this? I feel like they they live so long. You'd think they'd get bored at some point and be like, hmm, can I make banicula? You know, with like the rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You are getting into some crack fiction territory with this <laughs> fermented blood and banicula, and I need I need you to write this now. <laughs> this would have fit in the Twilight fandom like easily. This is the, getting. The, I'm copywriting the... this. If no one's done it, I'm copywriting this right now. <laughs> I'm officially doing that. Your mind. This is incredible. (laughs) Your brain. This is what happens when we record earlier in the day. I actually have brain function and I can think of the wildest (laughs) questions. (laughs) Very interesting. I don't have an answer for it. The book series does not have an answer for it. We demand answers. Time to tweet at Stephanie Meyer. I don't even know if she has a Twitter, to be honest. I hope she doesn't. I think it's usually for the best when they don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Rick, Yor- Rick Riordan has a Twitter. He seems pretty chill. That's true. He seems like he's vibing. He's doing okay. Mm, we'll see. I feel, anyway. like, I feel like Stephanie Meyer's like, Mormon beliefs might get in the way. Oh, yeah, that's I feel like we true. dunk on Mormons too much on this podcast, but also, like, kind of. They should be dunked on. I don't know. Don't they believe that wives are their property? So, Do they? I don't know. Yikes. Yeah. The more you know... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mormonism is like the extent. I mean, I don't like modern Mormonism doesn't do this, but like that's the branch off that led led to like polygamy and like poly- polygamous communities is Mormon oh, beliefs, cool and wives as possessions oh, and collecting multiple cool. wives, collecting yeah, that's, them. That's, yoinks! It's like that. Yeah, uh, it's like that guy so, from Tiger King who has that place with all the girls that he collects. Yeah, and he's like, these yeah, are my 100%. ladies, and I'm like, Ugh. yep. <laughs> and they're like yeah, also so... groomed anyway <laughs> this is not no, a tiger that's King why podcast, that's why i'm uh, I, I can't say like mo- modern mormonism is like that for sure but that is where uh polygamist religious beliefs came from is that religion wow uh, yoinks yeah <laughs> yoinks. yoinks anyway twilight this is not a mormon <laughs> podcast this is a twilight podcast they're kind of intertwined slightly only by association <laughs> with the author but moving on Yes. Um, so, but she does explain that it takes a few days for the transformation to complete, depending on how much venom is in the bloodstream and how close the venom enters to the heart. And then, as long as the heart is still beating, the poison spreads and, like, heals the body, has it had, mm-hmm. and, like, changes it into, like, I guess, vampire body. body. And then the heart mm-hmm. stops, the conversion is finished, and... A bouncing baby vampire (laughs) arrives on the scene. And every minute of it, the victim would be wishing for death. Yay! And it's, she notes that it's always, like, the strongest last human memory that vampires have. Like, their human memories fade from their mind, but the the one that keeps is their actual transformation. Right. So you get to live with remembering that pain forever. It's not like when when women give birth and the all the hormones make them forget how painful it was, so they want to have more babies. Wait, that's it's a thing. Like that. <gasps> yeah, you like you like physically forget how the pain feels. Yeah, that's cursed. Is my body gaslighting me? Yeah, more at eleven. Is. <laughs> Biology is trying to make you have babies. No, no, thank you. Yeah. 
We hate it. <laughs> I do not stand the female <laughs> biology <laughs> gaslighting. <laughs> By our own brains. Yeah. I Well, to be fair, I Traitor. quite genuinely don't stand my own brain, so... <laughs> she fucks with my me, brain so. is a traitor. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay, so suddenly Alice gets a vision, and she's describing a room that have mirrors everywhere... There's a TV um, with a VCR, and it's dark. And they know that um, basically the tracker's plans have changed, so he's probably away from the hunting team. And just as Belle asks, should we call to tell them? (laughs) Carlo calls to say, like, you know, we lost him, basically. And that he got on a plane. (laughs) Yep. So... They're not sure at first where he's going. (laughs) But so Uh, Bella gets to talk to Edward for a little bit. And it's so funny, too, because she says she like runs to it and she's so relieved to hear his voice. She was so worried. And I'm like, you know what? I'm also relieved to hear his voice because I was also a bit stressed. (laughs) Um, So I do get that. (laughs) Yeah. And she says, I miss you. And he says, I know, Bella. Believe me, I know. It's like you've taken half myself away from you and away away with you. And I'm like, it's been a day. It's been literally <laughs> like a day. <laughs> I, yeah, I was wondering if this, this little, I miss you. I know it's like you've taken half myself away with you. Come and get it then was like a quoted thing because it totally seems like the type of thing that would be quoted. Um, no. That's tragic. It's, this is better than some yeah. of the other ones. <laughs> No, it, I, I do like the come and get it then. Like, that's a really quippy line. But no, it, it really didn't hit hit that way, I guess. That's upsetting. This is my favorite. I think this is my favorite, like, little exchange of theirs so far. Because it's, like, a genuine thing. And it's, like, it is a little bit, like, the half of the self away with you is a bit dramatic. <laughs> but, like, the whole come and get it then, it's still playful even though it's clearly serious. And I like that. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on, Twilight fandom 15 years ago, get it together. <laughs> I don't think anyone yep. in the Twilight fandom 15 years ago had it together, actually. No offense. No, we, but... <laughs> were, we were like teenagers, young teenagers. Nobody has nobody has anything together. You like to think that you do, but you don't. I'll never have anything together, and that's a fact. <laughs> so... Uh, oh, yeah, so Alice draws it out the room that she had seen in the vision, and Bella takes one look at it and goes, Oh, it's a ballet studio. And they're like, uh, do you know this place? And she's like, I mean, I used to go to one, but that's just what ballet studios look like. So I don't, I don't really know that that means anything. And they're like, okay, so like, can't be connected to you, right? And then she's like, yeah, you know, I used to go to one, like right around the corner from like my mom's house in Phoenix. And they're like, oh shit. (laughs) Everything like stops. And I think it's fun because, I mean, it's not fun, but it's fun because every, it dawns on everyone, including the reader, all together. Like, yeah. it all gets pieced together. I also like how they describe the room. Like, I had no idea that that was a ballet studio when she right. was describing it. Right, she talks it. about a gold stripe around the middle right. of the and room. Right, and, like, and like, it's like, rectangular okay. and there's mirrors everywhere. And I'm like, is this yeah. some sort of, like, torture chamber? That's the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> and then you get the ballet studio, and then you get slowly that she did ballet in phoenix and then you get that it was near her mother and then oh my god this one offhanded line about her mother coming Mm -hmm. back to phoenix from florida you suddenly remember that and it all clicks 
Yeah. It's so good. I really liked this moment because it it's was... a really good like setup and payoff of like the building tension and like putting the pieces together. Yeah. I was uh, surprised <laughs> that it was yeah, well written. <laughs> no, I know it was really well written. I do have to point out though, because Jasper asked like, "Oh, was the the ballet studio was here in Phoenix then?" And she says, "Yes, Fifty Eighth Street and Cactus." <laughs> I know that it must be a street, but I'm like, Phoenix, really? You have a place named Cactus? <laughs> it just sounds like, oh, just turn left at the cactus on the corner. I'm looking up Cactus Street, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, people have probably Googled this, but I'm assuming it's because of Twilight. But there's, yeah, there's a cactus. There's a cactus street. It's real. I mean, I guess I didn't disbelieve that it was real, but it's just so on the nose. <laughs> so Bella immediately decides, like, I need to call my mom. So they use the, the burner phones. And <laughs> it totally she, is a burner phone, too. It's just yeah, great. <laughs> and it's not even like she's directly calling her mom. She's calling the house, which, you know, her mom uses, like, like remotely dials in to check the voicemail ever, ever so often because she doesn't have a cell phone with her, I guess. Because it's 2005, and I mean, she isn't probably in a job that requires her to have a phone. Do you, would you know. still have a... A lot of people would still have I, a phone? But that's what I'm saying. I was 12 and I had a phone in that's 2005. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it was mainstream at that point. People had flip phones. Like, that was just normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Maybe I don't know. she's behind she the time. Have... She seems like a hippie. <laughs> that is a good point. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, she has to call her mom's house first and hope that her mom will check the messages soon. So she has to leave a whole message of, like, hey, mom, don't come home. Don't worry, I'm fine. But, like, please check your messages. Don't come home. I'm fine. <laughs> like, whatever. It's this yeah. whole, like, rambling thing of, like, don't go anywhere until you talk to me, but I'm okay. I just need to talk to you. And I'm like, even if very, you like, Even if you get it, like, days later, you have to call me before you do anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is a very, like, anxious, tense-sounding message, like, I, I mean, definitely would call back right away, but it's, like, knowing her mom, like, would this really stop her from being like, I need to find Bella right now? Right. I don't know. I mean, I guess she would have to call anyway, because she probably doesn't actually know that Bella's in Phoenix as opposed to Forks right now anyways, so mm-hmm. I guess she has that going for her, where she literally would have to call in order to figure out what's where exactly she is. Right. Um. So that's fine. Um. So, you know, she sits down and... Freaking Jasper and Alice are back to just sitting around doing nothing. And I'm like, this would set me so much on edge because they're just like, you know, we will just sit here like statues forever. Right. And I'm like, can you help distract Bella at least? Like, have you completely <laughs> forgotten what it's like to be a human where every moment passing feels like an eternity? Yeah. And also, like, the only thing Alice does do is continue sketching the creepy ballet studio. <laughs> <laughs> and like she like turns to stone after that but like yeah she won't talk to anyone but she's just like absent-mindedly sketching out the room mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's just like, like it's creepy. such a tense situation like please do better as babysitters like if you're babysitting you have to distract your charge you gotta like make sure that they're entertained right <laughs> you know you gotta put on a movie give them some snacks yeah at least Bella's smart and won't well I don't want to speak too soon, but, like, she doesn't... She's not the type that's gonna get bored and want to go do something. 
Like, right, as yeah, of like now, at least. She understands, like, the gravity of the situation. It's not like, ugh, we're still locked up in here. I'm bored. Like I want to get go, some hot like, Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's definitely not that personality, which irritates the shit out of me when it's like, yeah, but I'm bored now. Like, mm, more important things to worry about. <laughs> yeah. It's like all those people so in the horror movies, like, um, goodness, like Bird Box or whatever, where they're in the house and the person's uh. like, fuck this, we're leaving, and, like, runs outside, then immediately, like, gets got. It's just like, come on, you should know better. So stupid. Uh, So the chapter ends where Bella falls asleep and briefly wakes up because Alice carries her to bed, which is, yep, she's babysitting. (laughs) Gotta carry the kid to bed when they fall asleep on the couch. Yep. cute yeah so that's pretty much the end of this and okay so chapter 19 i thought was really exciting and then chapter 20 wasn't it wasn't like a letdown really but it but the tension totally dropped away from like the build-up that we'd had in the previous chapters where suddenly you're like oh and now we're just sitting and waiting okay yeah exactly because it for three chapters i was like ready to go i was so excited about Mm. all of this stuff that's happening and then all of a sudden it kind of drops back into the pacing that you have with, like, the high school chapters where it's just, like, and yeah. Bella does nothing. <laughs> and Bella goes to class. And Bella analyzes this spot on the wall for three mm. hours. <laughs> I think this could have used some editing because there were three points here where we notice, oh, and Jasper and Alice sit down and act like statues. Three <laughs> paragraphs of that. Yep. And if you wanted to cut this down to, like, the bare essentials, it could have been, like, they're waiting for a phone call oh, the phone call finally, or, oh, Alice has a vision, the phone call finally happens, they put it together, and then just end the chapter, go to the next chapter. Because the rest of it was just filler after that. Right. Yeah, calling her mom was good, but then, like, the, I nibbled on a piece of fruit, (laughs) and I watched TV. But I'm excited for what's coming next, because there are only four chapters left, which means mm-hmm. that things have to happen, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the next chapter is called Phone Call. Uh, what phone call is it? We have been we want Bella's mom to call back. So, yeah. or is it, is it Carlo exactly. calling? Or it could be like, could be something else entirely. Like James somehow gets like the number of the phone and calls like in the serial killer movies and is like, I have your mother. You have 24 hours to give me the girl. Nice serial killer voice. Thank you. That- <laughs> Thank you, thank Terrifying. you. Terrifying. I hope we, I can't wait to hear hear your James impressions in the future, because that was great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's the end of these chapters. Uh, thanks again for listening. Um, yeah. Bye. <laughs> see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to Unbitten. If you want to get in contact with us, follow us on our new Twitter at UnbittenPod. And for now, the rest is still Unbitten.